So on a scale of one to ten, how much do you like elephants? How does your scale stop at ten? I like elephants one thousand, a million. That's not how scales work. This is for science. Are you going to tell me your love for elephants stops at ten? Okay, I like them a million too. I knew it. I'm Anaza Alam, and I'm Gabby Salazar, and we're National Geographic explorers. We get the question all the time: How do you become an explorer? And what does an explorer do? Well, we're going to tell you. So today, we're talking to Dominique Gonzalez, who is an ecologist who studies ecosystems, or sometimes she likes to say she studies a social ecological system. Okay. I'm definitely going to need an explanation. Basically, she studies humans and animals and how they interact, with a focus on human-animal conflict. I'll let her tell you. We live very close to areas where wildlife lives, and as we grow, every time we have a kid or a family member needs a new house or a new farm, we take some space. And then the elephants also have the same. They also have families the same way we do. And every time one calf or another member grows, he also needs more space and more resources. But because we're living so close, we always, you know, get to this place where we have to compete for resources, either water or space or food. So this is when conflict happens. Is when you know we overlap our places, our existence in this area. That makes a lot of sense, and she studies elephants. That's so cool. Yeah, but even though Dominique has devoted her life to elephants, it wasn't exactly love at first sight. But I was not impressed because uh, I mean I saw they coming, but they, you know, they were just—they didn't even care that I was there. You know, they would eat and walk, not even notice your presence. And I was like, all right, you know, it's a big thing, but you don't really feel like wow. But when I went to Gorongosa and first day seeing an elephant, we were being charged and all group and all that thing was like, oh my God. So it's a completely different experience. I mean, then you really, really, really realize how majestic they are, how powerful they are. It's nice to see you take pictures, but you don't really... I found that people don't really understand how strong elephants are. Wait, she got charged by an elephant? What does that mean? It's when an elephant thinks you're dangerous and they run at you to scare you off. I'm gonna be honest. That sounds a bit terrifying. Yep, it's like Dominique said. We're used to thinking of elephants as cute and friendly based on pictures online, but that's not always the case, especially if they think you're a danger to them or their family. And when we humans live so close to wildlife, it happens more than you think. Okay, but how did she get into studying this in the first place? It doesn't sound like she always knew she wanted to work with elephants. No, she actually applied to university to study medicine. When I was almost finishing the high school, I always thought I wanted to do biological sciences. But then, when I applied, the, the biological science was already like divided in four. And one was marine biology, the other one was ecology and conservation of terrestrial biodiversity, and then it was health and biology, and then biotechnology. So. Actually, I, I got so confused and I was with my aunt, which is a doctor, and she said, do medicine. So I signed that for, you know, the exam for medicine. And the second option, I put uh, biology and health. So I didn't get into medicine. I got to biology and health, which happens to be in the same department as ecology and conservation. 
which was exactly what I wanted. So I switched to animals. I switched to animals. And for undergrad, I specialized in uh, medium and large size mammals. So many, many things, including elephants. And when she was studying, one of her professors told her about the new lab at Gorongosa. What's Gorongosa? Gorongosa National Park is a park in Mozambique, a country in Africa. Actually, it's where Dominique is from, and it's famous for its wildlife. And this is where Dominique wanted to work? Yes. It's a great place to study ecology, and since the new lab was open, there was more room for scientists. And I sent an email to the website asking if they would have room for, you know, internship, like free and I'm not expecting to be paid or anything. I just wanted to be there because I heard that there were people that could train and nice scientists, all that. I wanted to experience. And of course, they said that at that moment was not possible. It was just opening. But then I remember three days after that, I received an email from the Mark Stallmans, which is the scientific director now. And he asked for CV, my CV and a cover letter, which I did. And we met in Maputo, but he was just interested to see who is this girl that really mm-hmm. wants to come to this place, you know? And But took time. I was contacted then months and months after that because Joyce Paul needed someone to work with her on elephants. Ah, that's when the elephants came in. Right. And it took a little while after that. She didn't immediately get to work at the lab because they didn't have a place for her. Dominique worked on different projects, and the lab at Gorongosa reached out with an opportunity she could apply to, this time on an ornithology project. I know what that is. I'm a bird watcher. Ornithology is the study of birds. Right, and she worked on birds at Gorongosa for a while, but ultimately switched to elephants when a scientist doing elephant research came to Gorongosa. Wow, she really had a target in sight, and she went for it even if she took a bit of a sideways path to Gorongosa's elephants. It's so cool how she just reached out to the lab there and just told them she wanted to work for them. Exactly. That's her main advice for people. I'll say the biggest one would be be persistent, especially for young women. So what exactly would she do during the day? I'm glad you asked. So when I was a research fellow for Joyce, um, I would do a lot of identification behavior. So... I'll first I'll track them because at that time we didn't have colored elephants so I'll just try to find them, listen, listen, track them with footprints, dying, this and that or water points and when I find them I'll first try to recognize where I'm around with and then if I don't anyone just take pictures of identification of each of them. Wait, what does she mean when she tried to recognize who was there? Can she actually tell which elephant is which? Definitely. That's part of the job. That has got to be hard. Well, it can be difficult, but with practice, you start to see that they're very different. And you also start to see that they, some of them, same families members look very alike. Sometimes it's hard for me to distinguish the mother and the daughter because they look so alike and they're very pretty. The others just look and they're like, even though if you can't see a big thing at the right moment you look, you notice that, no, there's something different. It's not the same. And then when you look with more detail, you find it. As she got to know individual elephants, she kept notes on everything. And if it's a group, for example, I know a lot, um, you know, just focus on behavior. Who is with who and what are they doing? How do they react when I approach? And, you know, who did what? If they charged? 
how the distance and what habitat they were using like record everything and i'll spend a lot of time with them you know if they're moving who's taking the lead to move this and that i have to say this sounds like a lot of fun what's the challenge well there's a lot of challenges one is that dominique has two very strong fears Oh my god, I'm very afraid of water, I have to say. Of water? Yeah, I don't swim. I've never had swimming lessons though, but I, I, I do, you know, I do swim, learn, you know, learning from kids, learning from cousins and that. I'm very afraid. It's just related, I think, with my asthma and stuff and probably because of, you know, claustrophobia. I don't know, but it's just, uh, I'm very afraid of that. And snakes. That is because I've been eating by a snake before so I kind of developed a trauma uh, but when you know when I went to the States I I, hold, I held a snake and that was the first time ever I, I would still jump really and be very afraid but sometimes I, I can't overcome those fears yeah I guess she doesn't have to go swimming much where she's working then but she probably runs into snakes sometimes yeah but it's worth it Dominique really loves her job Another challenge is that sometimes people underestimate her. I never told you that, but um, my first experience in the field, no one believed I could do anything. I was just doing transits, just walk and collect data, but the people were skeptical. It was like, she, she won't be able to walk 10 kilometers a day. And we ended up actually walking 30 kilometers, you know. But people doubt that you're capable. It is sad that we have to prove, but, you know, take it. I mean... Prove it that you're really worth it more than they can even imagine. Because by the end, and, the, and that experience of mine was they're just, oh my God, respect. What I really love is the way Dominique finds creative ways to overcome barriers. And she just goes after what she wants. Me too. And I think that's what her story is all about. When we asked her what advice she had for kids who are interested in science and exploration, this is what Dominique had to say. Start to try. Make the opportunity. I always say that, you know. Take the opportunity if you see it, but even if there's no opportunity, you make one. It's really important. Yeah. Thanks for listening, Future Explorers. And if you want to learn more about Dominique Gonsalves and her work, check out the book No Boundaries about women scientists and explorers. It was written by me, Gabby Salazar, and my fellow explorer, Claire Fiesler. And it's available wherever books are sold. That's it for this episode. Join us next week as we talk to an expedition leader about her adventures through swamps and tropical forests. How We Explore is hosted by Gabby Salazar and Manaza Alam. This podcast was written by Allison Shaw and Emily Everhart. Rebecca Cunningham is our audio producer, and Claire Fiesler is our editorial consultant and field recording specialist. Music composed by Ijo Leo, with guitar by Axel Borgmo. Curtis Cross is our audio engineer. Gabby Salazar is our producer, and Emily Everhart is our executive producer. Special thanks to all interviewees for agreeing to participate in this project.